Welcome to the One God Report. I'm Bill Schlegel, and this episode is called Finding and Sharing About the One God and His Messiah in Pakistan, an interview with Maryam Haroon. Pakistan is tucked in between Afghanistan and Iran and India. Maryam's husband was studying in a Catholic seminary when he began to see that the Bible says that there is one God and that Jesus is God's Messiah. Now there's a small but growing number of one God believers in Pakistan. Miriam will tell us about some of the things going on among them. She is a teacher to 40 children in a school in her home where she's able to tell about the one God. I don't know of any place on the earth where that's the case, where there is a school with 40 children where people are free to teach the children about the one God and his human Messiah, Jesus. So let's get to the interview. At the end of the interview, I'll say a couple other things about those who may want to contribute to the ministry and to the witness of the God of the Scriptures and his Messiah, Jesus, in Pakistan. But now, to the interview with Miriam Haroon. Miriam Haroon, I'm so happy to be able to talk with you. You are in Pakistan. Uh, yes, thank you so much, brother, for inviting me in your program. And uh, I'm, I feel honored to come here and talk to you about this. Uh, yes, I live in Pakistan, uh, the capital city, Islamabad. Amazing. And you came to a faith in the one God of the scriptures and his Messiah, somehow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think we'll go into more detail on that question in just a second. But maybe first, could you tell us a little bit more about your family? Oh, yeah, sure. So I am married and my husband's name is Pastor Harun. Uh, and uh, I have four kids. My elder son is seven years old. And the little one is one year old. And uh, by profession, I am a registered nurse. And my husband, he is working as an administrator. And we both actually full time, we are uh, working as a preacher. So our full time job is preaching. Okay, very good. Let me ask you too, Miriam, what's the religious atmosphere like in Pakistan? Okay, so. Pakistan is a Muslim state, and almost 95% of the population is Muslim. And if we talk about the minor minorities, so the Christians are on the top most. And if we talk about the Christians alone, so almost everybody is a Trinitarian. Um, mostly there are Catholics and the Protestants. So, well, if we talk about uh, the government's law about, uh, you know, religious activities and atmosphere, speaking in opposition to Islam and uh, publishing an attack on Islam or its prophet, it's totally prohibited. So most of the time it becomes difficult to preach. Interesting. What is your own religious background? All right. We both, like my family and my in-laws, both the families are Catholics, and I have spent my 27 years uh, in the Catholic faith. And my husband is too uh, from a Catholic background. 
And uh, in fact, my husband's elder brother is a Catholic priest and uh, one of his uh, cousins is also a Catholic priest. So it's only that we two are out of the family now who believe in one God. Mm -hmm. How did you then come to understand and believe that God is one and that Jesus is God's Messiah? Well, it's a very interesting question and I always feel very happy, you know, telling about this thing. So uh, it was in 2015 when my husband, he, he felt that he should start working for God. So he joined uh, one of the ministries, Trinitarian Ministries in Pakistan, and he did the seminary for three years. And in 2018, January, he was ordained. So after starting his pastor work, he uh, one day he just uh, shared with me, he said that, Maria, whatever I have been learning in my whole life, you know, when I was a Catholic, and now, like in the last three years when I've been doing the seminary, it comes in my mind that uh, whatever I have been learning, that's not actually according to the Bible. So one day he shared this with me. The other day when he woke up in the morning, he just told me that, I had, I had a vision. I had a vision that I'm stuck somewhere. And uh, well, I will not right now explain the whole dream about that. But that dream, the conclusion is that he had a vision that God is one and uh, Jesus Christ is not God. He is Messiah. So then he told me that I'm going to give you some of the verses. Just read those verses and tell me that what do you understand about these verses? So I uh, read those verses and after two and three days, we talked again about this thing. And I told him that, yes, you're right. Uh, whatever you are saying, that's exactly true. And whatever we have been learning, it, it's maybe that because we didn't concentrate a lot that what we were learning in the churches. But now you have shown me the other side of the picture. So I, I would say that whatever you said, that's right. So. Then we searched more uh, through the internet, you know, finding about this faith that whether this kind of uh, belief exists in the world or it doesn't. So we found that, we found in the internet that there are many people uh, like who are in this uh, Unitarian faith. So what he decided, he said that I will resign from that ministry. So he resigned from that ministry and he said that I will not continue with this Trinity thing because that doesn't exist in Bible. So after leaving that, he started searching in Pakistan that if there are any organization or any ministries who are working on this faith, but unfortunately we couldn't find any. So we both were depressed about that. And we started searching through the internet in different countries. And gradually, we, we got many people who were in this faith and ministries. And finally, we started working through the internet, you know, sharing the posts and making videos and things. So after getting active on the Facebook page, there were many people from Pakistan also who contacted us and who said that we also believe in this thing. But unfortunately, we don't have any platform or any church who is teaching this thing. Secondly, the same problem that we had, they also shared the problem that we, we are scared of the society. 
we can get disconnected from the society. And if we tell that to people, we don't get a good response. So they said that we are happy that you have taken up this, uh, you know, uh, this work and you, you have proclaimed it openly that Jesus is not God. So we, we kept on working in, on this. And like my husband, he preached uh, many, many pastors who were in that ministry, you know, that Trinitarian ministry. But unfortunately, only two of them came out of that uh, ministry and joined him. Mm. But now happy to say that uh, we are growing every day. And those two pastors are running their own small, small churches in their homes. And uh, there are more people who are joining us every day. Mm. Okay, very good. Is your husband around? It'd be nice if we could just talk to him too. Is he around? Uh, he was around, but he has now gone to kids, actually. Okay. Can I ask you yeah. that? Uh, what were, do you remember some of the verses that struck him at first in the Bible? So the first verse that he shared with me is from Matthew, you know, Matthew chapter, uh, chapter number 24 and the verses 36, you know, where uh, Jesus Christ says that nobody knows about that day, the judgment day, right? Uh, not the son, not even the angels in the heaven, but only God alone, Father. Father. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The second verse that he shared with me was uh, Mark uh, 10, 17, which says that, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. Mm. And uh, there were many others, but these are some of the verses that he you know, initially shared. Then he uh, told me about John 17, 3, where it says that the internal life means knowing God, the only true God, and, uh, you know, knowing Jesus Christ, whom he sent. And I would share another verse that he shared with me was Matthew chapter number 16, and uh, the verse starts from 13 to 17, and that's a story where uh, Jesus asked his disciples that, what do people call me? And they answered that, most of them say that you are John the Baptist. Some said uh, you you are uh, you are one of the prophets. And uh, then he didn't reply on those verses. Then he asked again, you know, Jesus Christ asked again that what do you think I am? So for that, Peter answered that you are the Messiah, the Son of a living God. And for this thing, Jesus answered. And he appreciated him. And he said that this thing that you said, it's not from your human mind or not, you know, from any, uh, or any human told you. It is revealed. It is revealed by God, Father. Mm. And there are many other verses also. And, you know, if, if you read uh, the, whole, the whole Old Testament, you know, that clearly says that God is only one. And if you come to... You know, if, if you come to the New Testament also, there are also many, many verses where it is clearly written that uh, Jesus is son of God and Messiah. He's not God. It's not written anywhere. So these are the verses which uh, when I also read, I, I would say that I also saw the other side of the picture. You know, actually from my childhood or his childhood, we were just only watching or seeing or looking whatever you know, was the practices in the churches. But this was the other side of the picture, which was totally, totally opposite. So 
I said that, yes, you are right. These voices are very strong and I, I, I really believe in this thing. But uh, here, I would like to tell you one thing that uh, he said to me that I will not force you to join me in this faith. Not only just uh, thinking that you are my wife and you have to follow me in this faith. So I said, okay, that's my own wish because now as I got the truth, so obviously I cannot stop myself from coming into this faith. So I am with you. And he told me that whatever the problems come, because obviously we will have a lot of problems, you know, when we will come to this faith. I said, I am okay with that. And I'm totally uh, motivated to work on this faith. And whatever uh, he told me that actually came true because before starting this faith or coming in this faith or before resigning, uh, you know, that ministry, he was actually running a business. We had, uh, we had a school. We were running a school from last seven to eight years. And when he left the ministry, so the pastors and many other people who got to know that they have converted their faith. So they are now giving a wrong teaching. So what they did is that they took all the children back from the school and our business was collapsed. It was crushed, totally crushed. And uh, I would say that we were like totally on the road. But still, we said that, okay, that's fine. That's a big problem created by Saturn, but we are okay with that. And we will continue doing this work. And uh, whatever, many, many problems came. And even still, we are facing a lot of problems every day by the Trinitarians, sometimes by the Muslims. But still, we are okay with that because now we are getting familiar and people are knowing us and many people who are there who are joining us. So we are happy. We are very happy. Mm -hmm. Do you find more opposition oh. from the Catholic Trinitarians or from Muslims when you say that Jesus is not God, but he's God's Messiah? Okay, so as I told you earlier, we are not, you know, allowed a lot to preach Muslims, you know, that's prohibited because they don't actually listen a lot. The first thing is that they will just say that, okay, they are trying to. So we don't uh, preach Muslims a lot, but my husband still does that. He does. Whenever he gets trans, he does that. But the, the main problem that uh, comes is from the Trinitarians, the Catholics and the Protestants too. They both create problem every day, you know, every day. It's like that when, when we go out uh, to meet people on the visits and when we try to uh, run a church and do a meetings with people, they always create problem. Uh, the pastors also, you know, who are working on their own places, they also have a lot of problem because whenever they conduct um, a weekly meeting with people, they always create problem. So that's the major the major problem is from the trinitarians actually the muslims are mainly not concerned about that but um, they do sometimes but the trinitarians are the biggest problem mm -hmm. so just so i understand a little better now you make videos so you have that online you're allowed to do that in pakistan anybody could see that but is it because it's in english it's understood as not targeting people in pakistan 
Is that how you can easily make videos talking about one God and the Messiah? Uh, no, it's not like that um, because uh, I am making videos in English. It's because that we want to approach many people, you know, all over the world. Mm -hmm. my, but my husband, he is making videos in our own language. That's Urdu. And because of his videos, many people, as I told you earlier also, that many people contacted us and they said that, we were waiting for somebody who can come and tell us this faith. So it was because of his videos that people living in Pakistan who joined us. Yes, that's right that we are not that much allowed to preach to the Muslims. We are not doing preaching to the Muslims, right? So they don't actually create problems because we are not targeting them. We are not saying anything bad about their religion. It's just that we are talking about our own religion. Mm -hmm. So they don't create any such problem. The government or anybody, uh, they only uh, creates problem if we are saying anything against their religion. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your approach then is simply to explain what you believe and what the scriptures say without attacking either Islam or even Catholicism? Uh, Islam, I would say Islam. Okay. We don't want to attack Islam. Okay. But uh, we are we are targeting Catholics and the Protestants. We are targeting Trinitarians. We are not scared with them. That's true, uh, because we whatever like if we are Unitarians and they are Trinitarians, but eventually we are Christians and we believe in Jesus and the Father. It's just that that our concept of God is different. So we are targeting them. And I have made uh, videos which are actually uh, targeting Catholics straightforward. You know, the videos that I've made on Mother Mary and the, the videos that I've made on idolatry. So that's clearly, clearly targeting the Catholics. So they, yeah, so they do create a lot of problems uh, because of that. Mm -hmm. I understand now better, yes. So maybe you could say how, if people want to see what you've done and be in touch with you, where's the best place for people to do that? All right, so uh, mostly my videos are on my um, my ID, you know, Mariam Haron. And uh, he, uh, we have another page, yeah, on Facebook, that's right. And we have another page that's uh, Abraham Church. So his videos are mostly on that page, his Urdu videos, because we have um, more, uh, Asians, I would say like in uh, the Pakistanis, you know, who are on that page. So that's why he puts his uh, videos in that. But if I talk about my page, so I have mostly, you know, foreigners who don't uh, understand uh, Urdu. So that's why he doesn't put the videos on that. But if anybody, yeah, if anybody wants to know about that, so he, they can join our page, our ministry page, which is a Unitarian uh, Christian Fellowship, Pakistan. So they can join that page because on that page, uh, we have both the videos, Urdu and uh, the English videos. Okay, we'll find the links to that, make sure we post them. How has your family, the Catholic family, reacted to your understanding of God? Uh, yeah, very interesting question. As I mentioned it before, that my husband's elder brother is Catholic priest. So when he first told this thing in the family, so it was a big fight in the family, you know. Mm -hmm. 
because obviously he's elder and he created a lot of problem. But if we have got the truth, so because of this, that we will have to face problem or you will have to face problem by society. So we cannot, we cannot leave this truth that Jesus is not God and God is only our heavenly father. So we cannot leave that because we don't want to please the society or family or relatives or friends. No, we don't want to please them. We only want to please God because on the judgment day, it's only God who will be asking about our faith and our acts. So we don't want to please the family. So eventually they left. He is not talking to us anymore. We, we are not connected now. Mm. And uh, the other family members are still making problems for us. And like uh, they are every time when we talk to them about this, because we, we haven't stopped preaching them because this is our duty. You know, this is the, the job given by God to us. So that's our work. We have to preach people every day. So we don't stop preaching uh, even if they create problem for us. So, yeah, the family is still, uh, you know, still not with us. Yeah. So I would say, I would say that we are blessed that uh, no one, no one told this truth. We never heard this truth from anybody. It was God actually who showed or he revealed his truth on us. Yeah, I think your husband and you, you must have been, interested to know what the bible says what, what is the truth and, and this is a big thing if people really want to know the truth and if the scriptures are our authority in understanding who god is then a person will come to see this i think that's part yeah, of it that's if you right. really want to know the truth yeah that's right we were actually curious about knowing this thing so Finally, we got that, we got that truth. And we got the truth only through scriptures, you know, by reading the Bible. Amen. It's amazing that here God is now working in the hearts of people like you in Pakistan, right? The majority Muslim country with a small percentage of Christians. And now you've come to this understanding and now others come to this understanding. This is a different time, I think it's fair to say. It's something new on earth that's going on. Yeah, I would say, yes, you are right. This is like God is working now, you know, he is changing the world. Because these are the things which people never heard before, but now they are hearing, listening these things. Miriam, could I ask you to guess about how many one God believers there are in Pakistan? How many biblical Unitarians? Yeah, I would say roughly the people who I have approached, um, they are um, almost um, near to 500 mm -hmm. in different areas, different areas, different cities. Okay. Yeah, that's a good start. But so, but we we are like uh, making disciples. I would say that because we have told people that if there is someone who can really understand that. So he can, uh, you know, get the families connected at the home. They can bring, get, have a get together and they can do the meeting at their homes. So there are some who are doing it this way also. Mm -hmm. Miriam, is there anything else that we should talk about? Okay, so yes, we are approaching people to help us 
to grow in this ministry. The problem is that we don't have Unitarians in Pakistan. So we have to go to different cities, you know, to, to meet people, to preach them. So every time we are lack of resources, you know, we, we, we don't have enough sources, resources, you know, to travel. We are always lacking this, um, you know, traveling expenditure. And then we have uh, like the printing costs we don't get because uh, I would say that uh, Sir Anthony Buzzard, he has, uh, he has given us the booklets in Urdu translation and the book is Who is, uh, who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. So we are distributing those books. But uh, to get those books printed, we have to make a lot of struggle, you know, to get the expenses and get those books printed. The other thing is that uh, in Pakistan, people are mostly not literate. They are illiterate. Mm-hmm. So when we go to people, for example, if you are going miles away to the other city and we preached there and the family accepted the truth. But if they are living in some village or, you know, I would say like countryside, they don't have excess of mobile or the phones. You know, they, they are poor, so they don't have that. So um, sometimes we have to give them something because so that we can stay connected and we can uh, talk to them like on daily basis about the faith and preaching them on, on the phone. Because obviously they don't have the internet and the laptops and all. So when we have to give them those uh, like mobiles or other phones to get uh, communicated, we always have problem because as I told you that we are lacking the expenditures, we don't have enough money to do these things because we cannot travel back again and again to that city, you know, traveling miles away uh, every, every week. It is very easy for me and for my husband to leave everything and get back to our jobs and live a simple life as everybody is living. But we don't want to do that. The reason is that we know that people are not here, you know, who, who know the unit, unit, uh, Unitarian faith. And if we have got the truth, so we should be spreading this. Otherwise, how would they get to know? Because I know that nobody from foreign, from US, from England, or from any other place would come here and start preaching this thing unless they know that there is some ministry who is working or is, is there is some platform who is in this faith. Then only they will come and preach. So that's why we don't want to leave. If I was a Trinitarian, I would have no problem in collecting, you know, donations from my own country, because I would say that they do a lot of charity, you know, a lot of charity to people. Um, the Trinitarians, they, they give a lot of money in the churches and for that. But why would they give me or my ministry? Because I am against them. So obviously I have I don't have any other source. That's why I asked my brothers and sisters to help me to grow this. So I just want to tell them that if you don't want to help me out, that's okay, that's fine. I will not stop working because that's my mission, that's my work, and that's the job given by God. And I know it is only God who makes the people uh, people's hearts soft. The other thing is that uh, I am also running a school in my home and uh, that is for the poor kids. And why I'm doing it? Because as I told you that many people are illiterates, whether, even if they are Trinitarians, they're illiterates and most of them are doing a sanitary jobs. You know, they are doing the cleaning jobs and they don't have enough 
money to send their children to school. So what happened is that when the parents are on jobs, so the children are like roaming around in the streets and getting involved in criminal activities. So I thought that uh, I have to save those children. You know, I have to save them because they are the upcoming generation. So I took this responsibility that I will teach those people and those children and they are coming to me now. I have almost uh, 40 students with me now and there are others who also who are trying to join me who want to continue these studies with me. They're very small 40. children actually. 40, yes, 4-0, So I want them to grow and I want them to get good education so that they can also get the white collar jobs. Why can't we get that, you know? So it is only because that they are illiterate. It is a request for everybody who's listening to me that if you want to help me, I can only ask you you know, who are with me in the same faith. I cannot ask the Trinitarians or the Muslims to help me. Mm -hmm. Miriam, yeah. can I ask this? Can you tell these children in the school about one God? Yeah, I do. I do tell them. Yes, that's right. I tell them because I'm giving them the both education, you know, the academic as well as the biblical. So I have a very good opportunity that from the very beginning, they are learning one God, and they are actually knowing that who the Messiah is. And their parents know that that's what they're hearing there? Yeah, they know. They know. And uh, there are many families like who are in our faith. But there are some families whose children or whose, the families are not, uh, you know, in the Unitarian faith, but still they are sending the children because uh, they, they want their children to get education. But I believe that uh, hopefully they will also join me soon because I'm doing meetings with their families also, you know, with the females and different families. So hopefully they will also get into this faith. I'm hoping that. So if there's anybody who wants to help me in this, uh, they can contact you. Uh, and then you can uh, tell them about me. I will share the information and uh, we can do that. So. Or, or if they don't want to contact you, they can directly contact me on my page because I'm, you know, every time there, you know, it's open to everybody. For sure, yeah. Okay, well, Miriam, be sure to send our greetings to your husband. What is your husband's first name? Yeah, it's Harun, Harun Gulzar. Yeah, and one thing more, I would uh, tell you that uh, we, we are working here as a team. And I would like to mention about Pastor Rafi also. Uh, he's working a lot with us. He's also making videos. And he is also making Urdu videos like my husband is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, he is very strong in this faith and he is doing that. So I would definitely like to tell about him also because, you know, he is he's very good. He's doing that for us. Uh -huh. So those videos in Urdu would be on the Abrahamic church yeah, and the other page, that's uh, Unitarian Christian Pakistan. That's okay. the name of our ministry. All right. That's the page, yeah. Okay, Miriam, well, thanks a lot. And may God and our Lord Jesus Christ continue to cause growth. Can't help but think of First Timothy chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, that God desires 
all people to come to a knowledge of the truth, that there is one God and one mediator between God and man. Amen. Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, on your program. And uh, I'm very excited about this. And, you know, this would get me connected with other people also. And they will also get to know about me and my work. Thank you so much. Thank you. For those who would like to make a financial contribution to assist in the ministry in Pakistan, see the show notes for different web links. These web pages are Facebook pages. Abraham Church, Pastor Harun Gulzar, that's Miriam's husband, and then their page, Unitarian Christian Fellowship, Pakistan, and then Miriam Harun's own personal Facebook page as well. There's a link to a money transfer link called World Remit, R-E-M-I-T, World Remit, and you just type in the information for the Gulzar's account. I did it. It was fairly simple, and I'm sure the U.S. dollars will go a long way in Pakistan. I lived overseas for 30 years, and I can assure you that having a local testimony, local people that are sharing the gospel is so much more effective than sending foreign missionaries overseas, not to say that that's not good as well, but a local person has the advantage in cultural and financial ways cost thousands and thousands of dollars to send a missionary overseas and they end up having to spend the first couple of years learning language and then getting adjusted to the culture and difficulties for their own families. But here, somebody like Pastor Gulzar and his wife Miriam and their team are Pakistani locals doing the work right now. Take a look at their different Facebook pages. You can see they post videos explaining who God and who the Messiah are. So, Let's do it. Let's help them out. This is Bill Schlegel for the One God Report. Yishma'u anavim ve'yismahu. The humble will hear and rejoice.